Welcome back to the Modern Old School Training Podcast. I'm Aaron King, joined with Coach Bob King as usual. And today we are talking about warming up. Well, specifically, we're gonna look at the dynamic warm up and what we call the build up or lead up drills. Some some things we'll talk to, uh, touch on in this one is a little bit of the differentiation between kind of a static stretch, active stretch, uh, but really going into cool down, warm up. There are some differences uh, based on the day, the right. theme. Uh, and kind of what activity yes. you're gonna do. And even even speed versus weights, agility, condition, you know, they're just all the places it fits. But kind of, I guess let's take a step back and just summarize, just you maybe yeah. more specifically what I just introed. Well, you, you covered a lot of things that can be summed up in preparation. Um, you get your body warm and ready to do what it's going to do next. So for example, you talked about a weightlifting warmup. We have that where you're doing movements that will help you with the movement of the weightlifting. Well, it's back to you know, warm the body and then, yeah. Right. Now, from a, from a science standpoint, we know that muscle and joints and tendons work better at a higher temperature. Now, it's not like you're going from 98.6 to 112, but the point is it's, it's, been dormant, you come out of the locker room or come out of the car, bus, whatever, and you've been sitting in, in odd positions, you're, you know, your arms and legs are bent, you've got to get up and get the muscle ready to un- endure stress. So what that means is we start moving around doing basic movements that are fundamental across the board per sport, our, our warm-ups where we jog and skip and, and things of that nature. Uh, what that does, it gets the muscle awake for the movements that are coming up. Now, during that process, the dynamic warm-up simply means we're taking the body through different ranges of motions that the angles of the joints will perform. From there, that's a very kind of a, you know pedestrian pace, as you, you might say. After that, we're going to go into what we call a lead-up, and a lead-up is a transition. It fits right in between the warm-up and the sport activity. So the war- the warm up takes you through, gets you get your body moving, a little heat going. Then we take you to the lead up and now you're going to start going at a higher speed. You're going to start doing things that are relevant to your sport. A football player is going to sprint, a soccer player is going to sprint, a basketball player is going to sprint, probably change direction more. So depending on what your sport is, now that you've got warmed up, you can lead up to the to the speed of the game. And so that lead up is so important in the transition from zero to 100. We can't do that. So we have to go 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and so forth to get to 100 miles an hour. Right. And so when we go, when we go from those, I guess, when you're doing program design, there, right. there's kind of the different pieces. So you have just the basic warm up, maybe jog right. for, you know, I like to jog for 10 minutes now because I'm trying to get more fitness in. But back in the day, I did about four minutes, right. about four minutes, either a lap around the track. Three to five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes we'll right. just do like at a football camp or something like that, just a hundred yards back. So yes. a couple hundred yards uh, just to get the body loose and then right into the dynamic warm up. So we'll do like the walking or the deep lunge, walking quad, just your, your basic stretches. You're moving loose. and stretching. It's that hybrid between static and just all out running. Right. So you're, you're in motion. And as you said, you're doing all the different angles and uh, approaching to different muscles so that you're able to uh, get that muscle ready to respond. If, if a cold muscle is a, a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that kind of reminds me too is the different seasons. I always tell guys when we when we do these camps and programs is we have to have this this what we call it well in our kick and stuff was the daily method of operation. But yeah. really in any training, it's the same thing where it's saying 
we're gonna warm up, mm -hmm. like you know, jog, and then you dynamic stretch. So you have your routine, right? But then based on if it's summer, if it's winter, yes, whatever the temperature is, okay. you can you can fit the add and that subtract. Is huge. We're in Dallas, Texas, and right. so as we get into June, July, our warm up shrinks. Yeah. I mean, they warmed up walking across the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay, you're warm. Let's get going right to lead up. But no, we'll shorten it a little bit because uh, the the principle is heat. That is it. And so we also know is another topic that he's a thief, so we don't want to overdo it. Um, every athlete is individual. I've seen guys get up off the bench and go, and I'm like cringing like, dude, <laughs> get a little bit more prepared. And some guys just like, are you going to ever get ready? So every athlete's different, but there are some parameters that you can use that will be safe as far as not pulling a muscle for everybody. And that's that, you know, a three to five minute jog and go into the dynamic warm up. And then you mentioned themes a minute ago. What we mean by themes is we're going to talk about, all right, so I'm going to be soccer, football, a lot of straight ahead, and we're going to do drills that mimic that, just simply running straight ahead, whether they're push-up starts or build-ups, things of that nature. We do a power skip into a sprint. Uh, basketball, you're going to do a more you know rotational kind of change the direction stuff because when you change the direction, your hips and everything are turning quite a bit. And we have a, a big OCA series that we call it. So in our – off-season training, we train and warm up and lead up by themes. So if we have a speed like 0 to 10, 0 to 30 today, almost all the lead up is going to be straight ahead. Right. On the change of direction days or combo days, we do the Oka series, tapioca, skipioca, carioca, and so forth, and also just do some shuffling and side-to-side -side change direction, things like that. So we, we warm up pretty much always the same. Then we will lead up based on theme of training, and those are reflected in our workouts. Yeah, and there's a couple pieces in there that we haven't talked about yet. Now, again, when we we try to get as narrow as we can in each of these episodes mm -hmm. to really focus on a lot of why, because when we give you just a workout plan, we want people to know why, why? you're doing it, yes. so that if you do need to make an adjustment, you can, because you're a little bit more educated. Mm -hmm. And there, there's so many different ways to do things, but uh, a couple of things that we didn't really we haven't really talked touched on in this first segment or part was. One, foam rollers. So oh softball yes. and fo foam rollers. I, I personally use a PVC pipe. I have it somewhere, oh, that, somewhere in here. It's right there. It's a, it's a beast. So I, this is PVC pipe, and I put, uh, we got some some like duct tape. Like, yeah. well, this is, this is gaffer's tape. This is like some film tape. So PVC pipes, my oh, man. my choice. But we also use, uh, got the softball. And those are, yes. those are just, that's that myofascia tissue, really getting it yes. loose. Yes. If you can keep a softball, keep a small foam roller on mm -hmm. you, that's something you need to do, yeah. I mean, a couple times a day. Yeah, I, I'm muscle, is a, muscle is a funny tissue. It'll do what it wants to do. And if it's if it's if muscles upset and it's been stressed or strained, it'll want to cramp or spasm. Uh, you've got that foam roller. And there's a lot of – they're looking into it more about what, you know, what, what does that work so well? Well, it just does. Uh, whether you want to call it trigger point, massage, uh, myofascial release, it works. So um, uh, the tennis ball, softball – the, the foam roller or PVC pipe, whatever your tolerance is, um, are very, very effective as both a warm-up and cool-down. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, especially softball for um, like my, my feet and everything. Yes. Oh, the feet are important. The feet are very important. Um, Big time. And so and that can be done you know, if you just arrived at the field or the gym, or mm -hmm. the gym it's a good idea to roll out yes. um, afterwards. I like to do it at night. I just, yeah. It just keeps your body, that soft tissue, in a good, in a good place. And then static stretch. So... Just sitting down doing a static stretch. Now we've done it. It's kind of done th all throughout, but there's 
when you're warming up for performance, dynamic stretch is more ideal. Yeah, it, it just it gets you ready for. It's, you'll hear this a lot. I always say, get you ready for what you're going to do next. Okay, so are you getting ready to sprint? Well, you better be moving. Uh, the the one thing about static stretch that I think you have to keep in mind is it's not invaluable. It's very valuable. Um, uh, they, they found out back in the old days that if you can sit and stretch for five to eight minutes after an activity, then you might be able to hold your range of motion better as the muscle cools down. At the same time, I noticed in an observational standpoint, when I worked with athletes after ACL reconstruction, back before I was doing more of the hands-on reconditioning, uh, I always noticed that when I got a, an ACL recovery from uh, physical therapy, how much more range of motion their hamstrings had on the surgical side than the non-surgical side. And that's because the PTs were just working that yeah. surg surgical side and really pushing the range of motion and flexibility. So static stretching has a place. Without a lot of heat and warm up, it might be insufficient to be thorough. Right, and so that's why it's it fits so well at the end yes, in your cool yes. down because uh, you know you have this little you stretch. You know, there's those little micro tears. Yeah. Stretch, heal, stretch, heal, and kind of the muscle lengthens over time. But that was something that I did uh, that really helped me in my career was just stretching in general through high school and everything oh, yeah. at night after my workouts. Always on cool down when you're done weightlifting anything. Um, but yoga, I did a lot of yoga more in my professional like career. Right, right. That can be I, very important. I did that a couple times a week. And now yoga by itself is, you know, if you like it or not, that's mm -hmm. fine. But for, for me, it was a great way right. just for flexibility, yeah. for staying healthier. Uh, I thought it was, that was one thing that was very overkill. I must do 90 minutes twice a week <laughs> in the off season. Bless you, my son. <laughs> right. And then uh, during the season, you know, football season specifically, and bobsledding was a little bit different because mm -hmm. it's just constant like lifting. But, you know, I would have a massage once a week yes. just to stay. There's always mm -hmm. something, uh, mainly during, during you know, in-season stuff right, where you're right. getting just car yeah, wrecks all day. Uh, but, but yoga was a helpful, obviously keeping the roller. And then this, this is kind of a, not, this is on topic, but kind of rotator cuff and the mini bands and all that stuff kind of used as a warm-up tool. Oh, no, no, no question about it. So, you know, we always talk about cuffing stuff because there's such a long list of stuff to do outside the rotator cuff. And, and the, the thing about the rotator cuff in training, uh, whether I don't care if you're weightlifting or throwing a ball or some implement, the, the rotator cuff is the weak link in the chain. And so to give it some love and attention is important because it's extremely fragile over time. The rotator cuff is not something you want to have a problem with. So if you will treat it properly, it will treat you properly. And uh, one thing you, you kind of were alluding to a minute ago is the, the yoga and things like that. If you will take time to learn how to stretch and increase your range of motion, when during my martial arts days, uh, they put us through some really intense stretching. I mean, it, um, and I bring this up not because of the martial arts experience, but there's a thing called PNF stretching or partner stretching. Uh, when you use a partner, that can be a very valuable pull. Right tool in the static stretching area but if you're the guy being stretched or the girl being stretched you are in control so uh, the partner can give you some pressure and stretch you where you think you can't go but you also have to know when to say uncle right yeah and we used, that was part of our cool down too mm -hmm. when we do the recruiting camps is buddy stretch but we always remind the guy that's pushing yes you're gonna switch here so if you're <laughs> he's gonna get you back <laughs> that is true um yeah so yeah uh 
partner stretching is great, buddy stretch, and then, you know, we talked about that rot rotator cuff, but some of the mini bands, the walks, and yes. we, you hit on the hips, and you know, that's really where we try to get in the foam roller, oh, and yeah. some of those, you know, when you cross your leg. Um, but these, all these little tools, I think, I think one of the things that you see so much in training online and a lot of the, the content that's out there, including us, mm -hmm. you know, we're putting out content, but oh, yeah. that is, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It, you know, I don't have to be a kettlebell guy. I don't have to be a band, a core guy. There's a place for everything. And just cause right. yeah, the, there's a way to do mini bands, you if can you, still use it for other areas. If you will rotate stressors, I think you'll be better off. Right. You know, if you get, there's this whole adaptation thing. The way, the reason you train is to adapt, to get stronger and do more. And so if you do the same thing over and over, you're like, this is, it's not working like it used to. You got used to it. So we rotate the stressors in our, our training. And when you talked about the mini band, the mini band is rel is a, re a relative to the um, rotator cuff stuff because shoulder ball and socket, hip ball and socket. And so there's a whole bunch of little muscles down there. We always think quads, glutes, hamstrings. Right. Underneath all that's a whole bunch of uh, cast of characters that are working that need some attention. So, you know, if you say you're only as strong as your weakest link, then you better strengthen those weaker links. So, uh, mentioning that the mini band rotator cuff is, a, I think, a very good point. Right. Yeah, that's very important. All right. Um, so, if you have any questions, you know, we're always responding to things on YouTube. So, uh, for if, if you're on YouTube right now watching this, just message below if you have any questions, comments, feedback. We want to hear it. Uh, we're going to be doing more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, just going to try to get this out as much as we can. Hopefully, just once a week, probably for now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if you have any questions, uh, put it in the comments below. You can tweet me uh, at Deep Snap. Hit me up on Instagram at Deep Snap. Coach Bob King uh, at Deep Snap or uh, <laughs> Coach Bob King on Twitter and Instagram. But that's all the time we have today, talking about warm up, dynamic stretch, and the things you can do for that kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't want to call it injury, injury prevention, but really you're preventing certain trying injuries not, by stretching. Uh, trying not to get yeah, hurt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time.